0: Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Pair, along with Chuck Davidson, Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes and welcome to the show. Tonight, uh, we're going to be missing Chuck again. He got called back into work, had some emergency stuff to do. So, Doc, it's up to me and you tonight, buddy.
1: What is that?
0: That is somebody's feedback. They got their volume turned up too loud. How's it going, Doc?
1: Uh, I must, must be on my end, but I don't know what's going on here.
0: Okay, okay. I can you hear you fine. Yeah, I got, you. Okay. You, got can you. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. How's everything going out in Ohioville? It's cold. Cold. Man. I told you a while ago, we were we was around 60 today. It was very nice. Wind wasn't blowing. I was wishing I was fishing. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Yeah. All right. There, I got it. Dang <laughs> it. Had a, had a little technical glitch here.
0: Well, that's all right. Yeah. That's all well, right. I was just.
1: It's 29 was, degrees here in Ohio. Uh, we had a half inch of snow last night. So, uh, That's about all that's going on. It's still cold. I hate it, but uh, it's better than what we had last year. Yep. Well,
0: it's 52 here, and it's been a beautiful day. And if it's got to be one of us that has all that crappy weather, I'm glad it was you and not me. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to be that way, but you know how I am. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I was just before you got your little problem there fixed, I told uh, was telling everybody that uh, Chuck had to got called in to work tonight and he's not going to be with us. so uh, we're going to have a great time with, with Ben and, and uh, then we got Justin and Seth coming on when Ben's interview is done and, and that'll be another good time after what the deal they put on. But before we, before we start talking, I want there's a couple things that, that I want to mention and for you that don't know what this is, this is a survivor pickup tube. This goes on the back of your boat. You can see it's got a filter in it, and it picks up water when you're making those long runs to weigh in or if you just have fish in the live well, and your pump will then continually put water in your live well and shove out the old water. This is an amazing tool that everybody that makes long runs with fish in their live well, whether it's in a tournament or not, should have. I know that you've got one, Doc. Uh, yep. I've got one. I think this is a great thing that everybody that does long runs with fish and live well should have.
1: Yeah, and if, if what it does, is it fits over top of your uh, infeed pump where it comes out the back of the boat. Normally, <laughs> like on my Sea Arc, I've got a screen that's back there. Well, yeah. when I when I took the screen off, there's no place to put this. And what what they have, they have an adapter that you just thread right into, into that uh, pipe in the back, and then the survivor goes right over top of that adapter, just like that. So, and this and thing's well a, made. Yes, it's very well made. There's a, a clamp, a stainless steel hose clamp that goes right over top of this and holds it right there. So it's, <laughs> it, it's a really nice, it's well built.
0: It, it is. It's It is, it's a great tool they're without the adapter they're 20 bucks i think 19.95 they're 24.95 if you have to have that brass adapter yeah. that goes in there i don't know anything that you can spend $25 on that's more important than saving your fish on a long haul going back to a weigh in or if you're just you know people need to keep those fish and put them in their live wells that have these quality live wells like so many of the guys has got and keep that thing going after you stress that fish get it in a boat and this is a way to make sure that that fish is going to survive and, and the mortality rate of us losing fish uh, it gets lower every time something like this comes up so uh, i think it's it's a huge factor in what we're trying to do to save these breeding size fish
1: yeah you know it's, it's it's really well made i i was really quite surprised when i got mine
0: yeah it's really really impressive uh, impressive the way it's built and and uh i th- i think that it's uh, i think it's a game changer for a lot of guys and, and uh as much time and money and effort as everybody puts in to making sure their live well does what it's supposed to do so we can save these fish like i say a 20 buck investment is probably the cheapest thing you could ever do uh yeah. Very important. Uh, it's, it's, just a, it's just a game changer, and I'm really excited about uh, being with them and, and trying to get this thing set up. So uh, with that said, we've got some stuff to talk about, and I am so happy to have Captain Ben Goldbull on the show with us tonight. Ben, how is it going?
1: It's going good. It's going good. we got to be on here, guys.
0: Man, man, we've been working at this for some time, and uh, you uh, – I know you you guide all year round. Uh, are you staying busy this winter?
1: Uh, you know, for me, I don't guide a whole whole lot in the winter. Uh, with the Ohio, you never know what it's going to be in the winter here lately. It's it's been yeah. flooded out here for the last three weeks. So really, I don't start going pretty hard until mid March, and then all the way through, uh, you know, all the way through up till November or so, even in even in December a little bit, which last year was my first year. So, right. you know, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm getting uh, getting phone calls uh, ready for this year. So
0: That's outstanding. I know last year you had put up some pictures of some really good fish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was really cool to see all the fish that you was catching and the, the smiling faces. And you had brought your kids out on a couple of ventures with you, and everybody likes to see them kids in the boat. Yeah. Man, that's, that's the future of what we do
1: yeah i actually had had several kids that uh are not really kids but just uh you know young children that uh went out on a couple trips with me uh this year too and that that those are always those are always fun I had a couple father and son trips and a uh, grandpa and his grandsons we 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 did pretty good that day and uh, those are always uh, fun trips to do
0: heck yeah Heck yeah, that's outstanding. Well, listen, I'm going to let Doc go through some stuff with you, and we'll try to to get as much information uh, out for people uh, as we can, so that they know what you're doing. And you fish a lot of tournaments too, so you know if, if uh, this this is a chance to get a trip of a lifetime with somebody that that knows where fish are at and how to get them on there. So there you go, Doc.
1: All righty. Good evening, Ben. Glad to have you on here, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, so where are you mainly guided from? Where, where are you launching from and stuff like ma- that? Ma- mainly I guide from, uh, from really Le- Leavenworth, Indiana, uh, and down, down to the uh, mouth of the Mississippi river. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Just, so you, you stay mainly on the Ohio river. Ma- yeah, mainly. I, 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 probably will do my, maybe a few Mississippi river trips this year, if I, if I get any interest, but it, it'll be only a handful of trips yeah okay. And uh, well, I've already got somebody to ask, what kind of boat are you fishing out of? I got a 1998sylvan uh, that, uh, that I pretty much totally gutted and restored the way that I want. back when you know ten years ago, when I first got into this, actually I've had this boat I guess eight years. There really wasn't a lot of boats out there that besides maybe sea arc that was you know that you could go out and get and catfish out of. Yeah, and it was a deep, it it was a deep V boat which I I prefer. But uh, so I I pretty much gutted it and redid it. I like doing that kind of stuff and put a live well in it. Uh, I got a hundred gallon live well in it, uh, and uh, it it works for me and it's, it's been a good boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, got lots of room. Twenty one foot. Got lots of room. I think from the back seats to the back of the splash well. I think I got six foot of wide open space back there. Now, are you doing just daytime tournaments, or are you doing, or um, not tournaments, uh, daytime guiding, or nighttime? or? What? Yeah, I do offer some uh, nighttime in, in the summertime, you know, July, August, when it's one hundred really degrees hot. outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, last year, I, I really, you know, so far, I haven't got really any interest in that yet, but, you know, last year, I had a real good, real good July, and it was, God, it was 95 degrees every day, but. Oh yeah, were biting last year. I, I had I had a good July last year, which I you know I typically typically do to, around here on the Ohio River. You know, if you can bear the heat, July fishing on the Ohio River is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Now, do especially you let your? When... Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, especially you know when they come, you know usually about right before Fourth July when they come off that spawn, they're they're ready to eat. Yeah. Now, do you let your clients pick where they want to go from, or how do you do no, that? No, usually uh, I decide uh, where we're going to go, and uh, usually uh, it just depends on what kind of pattern I'm at, and where I've been fishing at. Uh, if you know we got to travel a little bit, I offer my clients to ride with me. If you know they're local here, or, or they're coming in from out of town, uh, we've done that a few times. So it just really depends on uh, the time of year. That we're fishing and where I think you know the best the better bite is. I tend to uh, I like current so I tend to go where you know how the Ohio River is set up in the pools. I tend to go where the you know where I think I can catch them and where the usually the most current is. Right, right, yeah. So now, have you got a website or yeah. Facebook that people a, can get on? I got a website. It's uh, rivercitycatfishing.com, dot and uh, I also got a Facebook uh, page. It's, uh, I think it's uh, River City River City Catfishing. You just type that in there, and it, it comes up. I'm not real positive how it how it comes up here, but usually it uh, yeah you it Facebook can page. be kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So and you got your number on there, so people can get yeah a, I, all information. Yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of information on my web Pretty much everything I got. PayPal setup where you can put your deposit in, and uh, everything is everything is right there. A little bit, I got pictures and everything on there. Yeah. So, and then anybody can message me, call me if they got questions or anything like that. Yeah. Now, what's a what's a time frame? What's a normal trip run? What you know? I got uh, I got two time frames. I got a half day that runs 3:25, uh, and then a full day, which is a full eight hours. Uh, it's 400 for two people. Both those are for two people. Uh, oh, wow. it's extra, it's extra, uh, extra $50 for a third person. And then any, any, any child under 16 can fish for, for free as a third person. Oh, that's wow. good. Yeah. So, so look, you just started, uh, you got your license in wind last year, didn't you? Yeah, last year, maybe, I think it might have been before that. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, was, it was even before that. And, but I just, the time you get everything up and going, a website and everything, it takes, you yeah. know, get your, start getting your name out there a little bit. You know, it, it takes a little bit for it to get going. But, you know, I, I was pretty happy with, with my first year, the way it went. Uh, everybody that fished with me uh, caught fish. So uh, that's, you know, that's the main goal have and yeah. to have fun doing it yeah. yeah so you stay pretty busy then uh, especially yeah. if you're doing tournament fishing too yeah I do it's uh it, it's it's pretty you know I, I cut back a little bit on on some tournaments but uh i still i still enjoy doing them um I like getting out there with everybody that's uh good at what we all do and in, in competing yeah. Yeah, let me see if I got any other questions here from anybody. Go ahead, Lyle, if you got something.
0: Well, Ben, you know, I know that you fish with multiple partners throughout the year. You fish with Jody Bevins, and uh, you fish with one of my buddies there, old Russ DeVore. Uh, is there anybody else that you do a lot of tournament stuff with? Uh,
1: me and uh, Ben, too. Uh, me and Russ, and fish, we primarily fish the Monsters on Ohio. We've fished that tournament since the day it started and then uh me and me and uh george young we try to fish a one or two tournaments a year together and uh that's that's probably the three three people that i fish tournaments with
0: i see i see. well i you know uh them's pretty good partners you know you got you know george he's pretty successful of course russ he's another guide and he's very familiar with the mississippi river and he goes over there to owensboro up down the ohio river all the
1: time yeah yeah, it Russ goes, is. that
0: uh, yeah, go ahead. Ray Wheeler Lake. If there's a if there's a hole of water, it's got a fish in it. Russ going to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah, he 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 loves to fish about as you know as much as I do too. Uh, Russ is actually the one that got me in to fishing tournaments uh, years ago. I I guess probably back in I don't know probably two thousand seven or eight something like that. I didn't even have a I didn't even have a boat at the time and uh, there was a little, little tournament out of Henderson Kentucky and he and he, he said uh Hop on in. you can go go with me and that we've been friends ever since actually actually bought actually bought I think the second boat from him that I actually fished in that tournament with him and ran, and mm-hmm. used that boat for for a couple of years so you know yeah, it's, Russ it's, is it's a great
0: guy and you, you know you fish with the uh, uh jody a lot jody's a good guy fishes a lot of tournaments you and him you and him fish quite a few together don't you
1: yeah we probably fish majority together me and jody do yeah
0: so how hard is it to keep jody in line when he's in the boat with you
1: well you're gonna you're gonna get two you're gonna get two different answers depending on who you ask that question from
0: well i've heard (laughs) trish talk about it a little bit online a couple times but jody's a great guy and and, uh, you know, I'm glad to see you fish together. I really didn't know that you fished tournaments with George, but uh, uh, I'd kind of like to fish with George sometime too. I think that'd be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he's he's fun to fish with.
0: Yep. Now, are, when when you're taking these people out, uh, are, are a lot of your trips instructional where you're teaching them how to back bounce or how to read their electronics, yeah. or are they just about catching fish?
1: No. Uh, you know, I'd say it's probably – it's, last year was probably 75% of people that were wanting to get into catfishing and just didn't know how to get started in it. Uh, I got some trips that people just want to go enjoy a day out the river and catch fish. You know, they're probably never going to necessarily get a boat. And, but, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, I got, and I got some guys that say, I just want to learn how to do this technique on the river. And, uh, it just kind of kind of depends on what a person wants usually no matter who contacts me i you know I, one of the first questions i ask them is you know what are you wanting to get out of the trip and, and just being honest with people yeah that's yeah. so, good you, Yeah. yeah go uh, good
0: it makes a big difference to the people that are honest with them and the people that are not it makes a world of difference
1: yeah now you made a statement earlier that you like current. I like current too, but man, we don't see it on the Ohio up here hardly. Not like we used to. Not back right before, like it was years ago. Yeah, L- last year was last year was a little different. You know, we had uh, we had you know current quite a bit of, of the summer last year, uh, especially down around the Smithland Pool last year, and uh, you know I think for me, it's just easier finding fish, you know, when there's, you you guys know that, you know, when it, when it gets, you know, like when Aaron's tournament gets around here and there ain't a lick of current out there, it gets pretty tough on finding fish and being on a stay on fish. Right. Right. So do you mainly, uh, are you anchored down or are you drifting or what, what, what's your specialty? Mainly we, we drift all the time. Uh, Unless it's an extremely tough bite, I'll throw anchor out or maybe spot lock. But uh, we're always drifting or uh, walking baits or bottom bouncing. Usually one of them three, or sometimes both at the same time. So it uh, kind of just depends on, you know, what the fish are. They're going to kind of tell you what they want. You know. So, okay. So how do you how do you teach somebody a newbie to back bounce? I mean, uh, I'm just, you know, you know, what do you do to, you know, help them? I first, do, it, I do, it, I do, it, I do. It. Yeah, I do it no different than you know when I first learned that the. The key is, you know, just teaching them how to run, kind of necessarily run the boat, but just once you get the right uh, sinker on their farm, that's the hardest part. Is yeah, knowing what kind of sinker to get on there versus the current. Uh-uh. And you, you, if you get the right sinker on there and uh, I can teach them pretty quick. I think you know m- Majority of the people that uh, want to if you want to learn something You're gonna you're gonna listen to somebody and, and you can teach them how to right. do it. Yeah, you know If, if, if you got the desire to learn then I can I can teach you how to do it That's good usually, usually I you know usually I tell them in a day you're gonna learn how to You're gonna learn how to do it, but the biggest thing is you know your boat, boat control, right? All right. What have you what, got? Of, uh, you got Minn Kota, or what are you running on? There? No, actually, uh, I switched last year to the uh, Motor Guide 105, uh, the Pinpoint GPS, okay. and uh, I absolutely love that drone motor. Uh, I ran Motor Guide for years, and uh, I had some I had some issues with the GPS on on, on the one I had, just not being totally accurate, but uh, this motor guide when you hit the uh GPS on on the uh patrol, you know, like the north, button, I think it's like I always called it the north button on the yeah, I, you don't really, it just has a, the GPS button on the motor guide, and it it uh it works really well, and especially, yeah, it keeps especially that. the.
2: Keeps front especially, end,
1: you know, like yeah, it keeps yeah. the front end, yeah, from swaying. You know, yeah, you know, you get too far away, sway, the current's going to take it on over on the other side of the boat. You know, yeah. But uh, it, it, I'm really happy with that drone motor. We
0: have a uh, question in the Catfish Weekly Chaz. What's the record on your boat for big fish?
1: The record, uh, oh, Aaron's going to like this. Aaron, Aaron has my. Uh, boat record,
0: <laughs> maybe that's why he yeah, asked the question. Is, is that
1: Aaron? Is that, <laughs> that, <Yeah>. that <laughs> so it, it's 78 pounds? I think. Uh, I caught us, I caught my personal bass last March with 76, <laughs> and I thought, Oh, that's a I, you know, out there. When I seen that fish, I thought I thought it was gonna go 80 and he uh, didn't, but uh, <laughs> I, oh, did I know. That's I know good. that
0: you would have loved to have had an eighty-pound fish, so you could have took that title away from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he's, been, he's been he's been known as I think he's I think he's got several boat records out there floating around, believe it or not.
0: Well, you know that's okay. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, but my my biggest guidance so far, my biggest guide so far for our client is a uh, sixty-five. <clears throat>
0: 65 that's a great fish i don't yeah. care where you're yeah. at i'll take them all day, yeah. long. And, and, all day and he, long
1: and he never he never uh he never bumped in his life and he caught that fish bumping and it actually i mean it's smoking. oh
0: yeah it smoked
1: him, oh, it, yeah. it, it smoked him. We, we had a good that was a father and uh his son-in-law and his daughter and they all set their they all set their personal best that day that's wow. outstanding he got 65 his son-in-law called i think Jade over forty, and his uh, daughter got one. I think in the upper twenties.
0: That's cool. That's way cool. That's great. Uh, what what kind of tournaments uh, schedule have you got lined up for this year, Ben?
1: Uh we're going. You know, we're going to fish. Uh, I think Jody and I are going to fish uh, some of the JKV tournaments. Uh, Josh has got uh, several there that we're going to fish. I think the Bruce Midkiff. That was a good tournament last year, and. Obviously, we're gonna fish Aaron's tournament and George's tournament. So we got. Uh, we'll be. I'll be busy this year. There's. There's no doubt about it. We. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I'll pretty much be. Uh, last year, I was probably fishing three days a week, and uh, I'll probably be doing that again this year. Every bit of it.
0: Awesome. Outstanding. Aaron says that you're a great net man.
1: On his. Uh, yeah, in his boat or my boat, <laughs> for him.
0: <laughs> so. Let's let's change the subject here a little bit. Now when you have old Aaron in the boat with you, uh if there's a bite going on, is he the first one to the rod or you gotta beat him off of some of them or what?
1: Oh no, he he's got he's got his side, I got my side and for some I reason see. hit for some reason, his his side always oh, goes down first. I don't know what it is. You can ask, <laughs> You can, and it's not. It's not, it's usually not just me. It's in Jody's boat. Uh, Rob Benningfield's boat. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I
0: it's know just Aaron fishes with Rob and Jody and all them guys, and and uh, yep. it's actually kind of funny. But
1: uh, you well, know, one of these the day.
0: days,
1: I, go ahead. Yeah, you yeah, you you need to fish with him one of these days. I mean, there ain't no telling. What we, what we need to do is start a catfish weekly show about all the things that Aaron broke. That would be. You, might, you may you get you may get. Uh, I mean, you would get all kinds of feedback on that.
0: I bet Good. so. You know, Aaron and I are, are are talking about doing a little project together. But uh, you know, I get him and Cindy in a boat together. She's liable to put a beating on him. He gets to grabbing them rods like that.
1: Well, you better, you better. You know, have, she
0: ain't caught no fish.
1: You better have your toolbox in the boat too.
0: <laughs> he gonna break some stuff, is he?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that he, that day, that day he caught that seventy-eight on my boat. <clears throat> he just caught a sixty the pro, the thirty minutes before that. And then uh, I finally got a rod to go down. It was a forty, and uh, I'm getting ready to chuck this. I'm getting ready to chuck this forty back. You know, I'm still kind of. Tore up over the two that he caught, and he got he got all he got all worked up on me because I was gonna toss a forty pounder out without getting a picture of it. He goes, "Oh, you know, you'd be so tickled to death to have a forty pounder any day." I said, "Well, <laughs> you know, you kind of got a point, but uh, yeah, I promise you, you go fishing with Aaron, his rod will always go down first.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes it's a luck of the draw, and sometimes it's just a lucky draw.
1: Yeah, that's the way it goes. But uh, you
0: know, it, it would it would be a blast fishing with Aaron anytime. It wouldn't make no difference to me if he caught all the fish. I wouldn't care one way or the other. Just uh, just be in a boat with him and shoot the bull and have fun. That's that's the reason we do it. And uh yep. I'm I'm quite sure he'd be a blast to go out with. It's just a lot of fun. But you know, like I say, Jody or Ben or uh George, either one of those two guys would be fine too. I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. So, really good. But uh, I'm yep. glad you got a big tournament schedule planned up. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to tell us about your guide service or about tournaments or anything that you'd like no. to specifically visit about?
1: No, I mean uh, I'm I'm probably if uh, anybody you know I'm probably gonna run some specials at the catfish conference. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do just yet. Okay. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna be working up there in the B and M booth. So I'll probably okay. have my stuff in there too. So if you're interested in it, you know, stop by, talk with me, and uh, and book a trip. Uh,
0: Absolutely, that's that's a great thing. And uh, you know, I if I remember, George told me last week that you and him was going to be in that booth together. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would be a, just just getting around and listen to the BS and stuff that goes on at them booths would have to be a blast. So uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, George. Absolutely george would be a good person to to visit with and he can talk mississippi river monsters i'm sure aaron will find his way back there and uh uh if aaron's there and he and you can talk uh, monsters on the ohio and you can sign up for a guide trip with captain ben and and you can just get it all done and there's going to be boosts like that all over this thing. yeah it's gonna i mean be very just
1: you know you need to come over talk about anything or you know anybody's ever got Question: You know, I mean, get messages periodically periodic on Facebook about this or that. I'm—I don't claim to be the expert at anything or the best fish fisherman out there, but uh, usually we're we're pretty competitive on just about any tournament that we fish, and that's kind of how kind of how I approach that and and my uh, guide service.
0: You know, uh, you've been pretty successful at monsters on the Ohio. I see you and Russ are always weighing in some pretty good fish.
1: Yeah, we we keep uh we finally got our first our, our our first top five and we've been so many times, which you know, a lot of people can say that that's that's tournament fishing. Uh, you got to get that uh big that you know, that that tournament comes down and getting that big overfish.
0: yeah that's if you true,
1: get that yeah, if you can get and, and a lot of them do it, you know, if you can get that big overfish, you're going to be right there with everybody else and uh it's just uh mother nature seems like she throws a curveball at us every year in that uh that tournament
0: scott scott woody would like to know what's your number one beta choice i think i know but go ahead
1: yeah that's uh that would be the skip jack yeah we uh
0: pretty sure it would be
1: the only time that we uh summertime i do do if i can get it i do use moon eye uh if if I can get it, uh, you know, July and uh, August is a pretty good time of year for moon. I don't yeah, know, you know Yeah. And uh, in in the spring, every now and then, we'll use some shad if we're if we're anchored up fishing or something like that. We'll use some shad, but uh, not not too often.
0: So you're still using uh, uh, skipjack in the winter time.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: I know a you lot of guys you, you, in our area will go to shale uh,
1: in the winter. Yeah. We, we we do sometimes, but anymore it's hard to find. It's, it's you know, it, well, it, you know, the Asian carp, I'd say it has a lot to do with it. Yeah, uh, I think know, so too. When when I first started getting it, you know, you could go to these feeder creeks and go casting at one time and have all you want, and now you got to work the real hard. it. Hmm. Yep,
0: I, I agree, and I think that you're on spot on with the with the Asian carp. They eat the same stuff as the shad, and I know shad population in, uh, on the river systems in my area has dropped dramatically. Where you used to be able to get them anytime you want them, now you got to search for them and spend a lot of time getting them. And you didn't have to do that before the Asian po- carp population got to be so big. So I, I, I agree that I think that's a very detrimental and we're stuck with them now. Uh, they'll never be able to get rid of them. I don't care what they say we're, we're going to have them from now on.
1: No, uh, we're pretty much stuck with them. I mean, I, I, I bow fished pretty good for a couple of years and back probably four years ago, I did it, uh, during the, you know, obviously during the night and, before everybody was doing that, you know, when there was a lot of big fish out there, we just did it for fun shooting the big fish. Now I go usually in June, I do that just when I'm not catfishing. I usually take the three weeks off in June there. And we, I bow fish with a couple buddies over here. And uh, the big fish, since even they've noticed that the big Asian and big heads are almost gone now, it's just average smaller fish. And they, they think they tend to think that. There's gotten so many of them that they're starting to starve out. Where you know the big ones aren't going to be as big as they did. I think they might so, have
0: moved up our way.
1: Just mm-hmm. because they're so big, you know, it's just because there's so many of them.
0: And and that's with any any population that gets overpopulated, they they get like that, and then the next thing you know, there's not any big ones. They're just all about yeah, the same average.
1: size. Yeah, that's what there is now. Yep, that's what that's what we're seeing seeing down here. Now,
0: Wow. They're they're dangerous, but like I say, uh, I, I see no way they'll ever get rid of them now. No, but it is what it is. Well, Ben, uh, tell us uh, your contact information again on on what you have going on down there, and uh, so if somebody needs to get a hold of you, if they yep. don't have a problem finding you.
1: Yeah, it's uh, my website's uh, uh You can look me up on Facebook, message me. Uh, my phone number is eight one two. 568-8716 and uh, just give me a call if you're interested, and uh, we can go we can go over there and get you bucked up on a trip.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, Ben, thank you for being on our show with us tonight. We've yeah, been enjoying having you. you here. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I know that I'm going to be seeing you at some tournaments down the road this mm-hmm. summer, and I'm looking forward to it. And good luck with everything you got going.
1: I appreciate it, guys. I probably see you. I guess I probably see you both at the Catfish Conference here in a few weeks too. Yeah, pretty sure. Stop, stop by
0: and see us. Looking forward
1: to seeing you again, Ben. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. All right, Ben.
0: That's a pretty pretty cool thing he's got going on down there, Doc. Yeah, Uh, yeah. He stays really really busy, and uh, and that's what we want to do. You know, while while we're waiting to get our next guest in here, uh, I'm going to mention something. Last week, uh, Chuck was talking about and set up a link. Uh, or something in in our chat while we was doing the show about the Arctic coolers. Um, oh yeah, he had a, there was a special deal on these Arctic coolers, uh, and Cindy went ahead and got one, and we had this sixty five quart delivered to our house in two days at the price that he told us about it. And I, I'm not going to go back through all of it. I don't remember what it was, but like $139 for a 65-quart Arctic cooler. And, and this thing's amazing. It, it's very well built, sealed. I, I'm pretty impressed with it. I, You know, the, the the issue is we would like to have one for bait and one for personal use in the boat. But even though the smaller ones would be easier to deal with for for bait, there's not that much difference yeah. in the price, so do you get the big one or you do the small one? You know, I right. say it depends. I guess it depends on the size of your boat.
1: Right. Yeah. Hey, Justin, Seth hey, Seth. And
0: Justin Browning. Hi, guys. Oh,
1: yeah. How you doing? Good. How are you
2: guys doing? Not bad. We've been
1: good.
0: we've been thinking about you guys all day, and that that win you guys had down there at, at uh, Standing.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty good for the for the conditions. It was uh, I didn't think it was gonna be enough weight there when we went once, once we got to the weigh-in, but it held up.
0: You was telling me earlier today when we visited that you had three and four foot rollers coming up on the boat all Damn. day long.
2: All day. In the morning it was it it wasn't that bad in the morning. Uh, it started picking up about nine o'clock and then it got rough. Yeah. But well, the fishing, they're, they're, it didn't bother the fishing, though.
0: Well, I guess not. <laughs> you guys put no. some really nice fish in the boat. Now, I, I want you to, to tell me a little bit, and you've told me, but I want you to share this with everybody. You guys left, drove down there, and got there right before the captain's meeting. You didn't put your boat on the water for pre-fishing until the day you'd loaded it for the tournament. Isn't that what you told me?
2: That's correct. Yeah, we – uh. We couldn't do no pre-fishing, so we uh we drove down that morning, or we got left that morning. It's about seven-hour drive for us, and uh, we got down there and uh, made it in time for the captain's meeting, and uh, dropped the boat at the hotel. Went to the captain's meeting, and then wasn't we wasn't on the water at all till that till the morning of the tournament.
0: Man, I, that's that's laying it out there now. I mean, uh, did did you think you had a shot? At, at doing that well in the tournament by not pre-fishing or you just think you knew the the lake well enough that, that you had a pretty good chance at going by
2: previous uh, trips? Well, I've been on fish down there pretty good for the last couple trips. I mean, uh, so I had a pretty good feeling. I mean, as long as the fish stayed where they had been or on the same pattern they'd been, I, I felt pretty good about it. And uh, they, they were still there. I mean, first, we had the first fish in 15 minutes and it was a, a '60s. It was in the '60s, and I mean, they just kept coming after that. It, it, you know, the first spot we fished, we made probably four or five drags over this one little area, and uh, we put we put one of the one of the big fish in the boat. It was the very first fish, and then uh, we caught some, caught our limit. We started calling a few fish, and then uh, you know the wind picked up, and they just they just they didn't they didn't we was having to drag it a little bit different direction and they just didn't want it so we ended up moving to another spot and it was uh <laughs> it was uh on fire
1: <laughs> cool so you did
2: all you were doing dragging you were doing nothing but dragging for these fish we, we uh we drug most of the time we did catch a couple dead sticking and uh the wind it was just too rough i mean i i think I think you could have caught him about any way you fished as long as he was on the active fish. And, right. you know, we didn't have no fresh bait. I used all frozen from Cumberland City from a couple couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, I think, I mean, I think some guys play too big of a factor on fresh bait. I, I would love to have fresh bait all the time, but. Uh, if you take care of your bait, when you catch it, I don't have a bit of problem using frozen. We're, we're from Ohio. We know how to take care of frozen bait. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yep. That's true. I know all about it. <laughs> oh, so, but great man. So, okay. So you're in four and five foot rollers. What, so what are you doing? You're, you got your nose of your
2: boat right into the rollers. Is that how you attacked her or how did you do it? no i when it's rough like that uh i got a lot of open area on my boat it's you know it's 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 flat i don't have no windshields and so i got rod holders all the way around my boat i like to drift sideways in the wind uh my my back sits kind of low in the water so if i'm dragging all out the back in that kind of water it could you know i'll take water over the back but so i like to drift sideways and i can get a better spread sideways when I'm in the wind like that, than I can from all on the back. Right. And uh, you know, we was running two fifty-four inch drift socks and a forty-eight, and I was still using the trolling motor to keep me where I needed to be. You know, slow me down. You know, keep the nose because I think boat control is critical when oh, the yeah. fish are. Yeah. yeah. If you're off five feet, you're not going. They're not. You're going to miss them. But uh. Yeah, we we, we, dra- we end up dragging most of the day uh, and the spots we had we fished, I had three spots that I really wanted to fish and we ended up fishing two of them because the third spot we just it was rough, it was the farthest one and we just didn't need to go there.
0: Hmm. Now just uh, was you guys in a bunch of current or was you just in the main lake?
2: Yeah, we was in the main lake, no current uh no current at all i mean there was some big balls of bait i think that that's one reason why the fish was there uh there were some huge balls of bait we was fishing on every time you come over the huge balls uh and the fish was tight on ledges was real tight off ledges uh the on the first spot the second spot we fished uh was on was on two little humps isolated humps and the fish have been there the last three or four trips Uh, the second spot didn't produce the quality the last time we was down there as it did this time but they was they was definitely stacked they was just in little short areas you'd pick up you know some some under fish once you got off onto the flats but the big fish was directly on the humps i mean right on the le- edges of the hump know. Yeah. so
1: you were bringing the baits right across the <coughs> humps or as close to the humps
2: as you could get Yep, usually right down the sides of them. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'll fish wherever the fish are at, but these fish was usually right dead tight to the to the sides of the hunters. Now, was the
1: bait fish, was it deep or was it up in the water
2: column? There was bait on, up in the water column, and you could see fish busting on them on the, on the graph, but it was a lot, I'd, I'd say a lot of them was probably hybrids or stripers. The ball, the bait I like to find is, is deep balls of bait. Right. I think, uh. You know them fish are just like humans or anything any kind of animal you know they eat breed and sleep you know not sleep but they eat and breed you know and they're there for a reason so you just got to figure out why they're there yeah you know what i mean and where they're at right now how fast how fast were you dragging your baits we was i like to stay between 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.7 is ideal but there's times when the fish want it faster 1.5, right. yeah. all the way up to that. I mean, it's what, however they want. It's how I try to fish it. Right. Now, how much how, how much weight were you using to drag with? Well, I drag a little heavier than most guys. I know when we used to fish Santee, we we drag two, two and a half ounces. I drag about, especially when it's windy, I'll drag about four ounces. You using pencil sinkers or? Uh, I make a, I make my own. Uh, they're they're like a slinky weight. Uh, right. And uh, they they seem to work real good. I don't think I don't think we broke off any, did we? No, no, we didn't lose anything. Wow, that's yeah, or you you have you got, got a, the together you you got a bobber around? Yeah, I float. I run a float price six eight inches. I mean, the closer you keep the float to the to the bait, I think you'll pick up more of the active fish. If the, if the fish are the slow, I'll move the float up a little bit more. Uh, it seems to it seems to help. I don't maybe just preference, you know what I mean. But I think it seems to help sometimes. If these fish was active. I mean, I mean, I, you could watch them on the graph. It was they was all over the base when you come through. mm mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. How
1: how long a leader were you using?
2: I run about a on a dragon on my dragon rigs. I probably run. Three and a half to four foot leader, And, uh, but I run a, when it's windy, I'll run a lot, a lot of line out, 150 yards. You know, sometimes I'll run 150 yards out. A lot of guys that they won't, I think they, you get a better presentation with more line yeah. out. And, yeah. uh, uh, but, you know, there's, I, I love fishing down there. And, uh, there's so many ways to catch them down there. But when it's windy like that, Dragon is, is probably your, my go-to mm-hmm.
0: your your buddy has wrote a note on the uh, catfish weekly chat that says justin browning tails so now that you have talked about your dragon unit uh chet has already named them for you
2: <laughs> i'm sure he's got a few names for him
0: <laughs> well, yeah, some of them that I see I might not bring up tonight, but we could talk about them afterwards.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah. <laughs> oh <But, are>
0: yeah. <laughs> Seth, is this the first big tournament that you fished? I'm not familiar with you, so don't don't get mad at me if I don't know the answer to some of these questions, but
2: uh oh, I, cool. I I it's been quite a few years. I used to fish some of the smaller tournaments with him and stuff, but I yeah, this is the first first big one I've been to in a long time. Well, he that's he a, called me if I wanted to go and why not? Uh, it sounded like fun. Absolutely.
0: It, it yeah. was I'm sure it was. It was I, yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't get to go to Alabama this this January. We usually do. We didn't get to make it this time. And I was so glad that you guys done well in that tournament. Uh, but Justin, you done well in the in the winter blues on Wheeler.
2: Yeah, we. Pro- the problem I, that I tend to have on Wheeler, and, and especially in tournaments, is underfish. And I, I think a lot of times it's because I don't want to catch underfish and I'm throwing way too big a bait. I mean, I'm throwing bait that most people will look at and think there's no way you're going to catch anything on that, on that bait. <laughs> and You know, my underfish on Wheeler, Cause when I go down there, it's more, I want to <laughs> catch fish and I want to catch big fish. I can catch all the little fish I want in Ohio river. So it's hard for me to downsize. And I mean, there, two of the under fish at the wheelers tournament, I probably drug them a hundred yards before I reeled them in. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they, they finally ate the bait down the got get to the stinger, I guess. Cause you know, but, uh, this time we had we had some decent unders this time we had a lot we had a several 30 30 31 32 inch fish so we, we was calling what 20 minutes in
1: yeah yeah it was it
2: wow a lot of them real close yeah damn
0: that's that's and pretty amazing
2: down there you know if you get two good overs and this you know i know a lot of guys I don't like this strategy but if you get two good overs, you can sometimes it, you know the unders. You can you can win with them. I mean, we we finished third in the monsters tournament one year, and we only weighed in three fish, but they was they was good fish. And okay. uh, my my problem down there on Wheeler is was the unders that day. I mean, we had two good over fish, we just couldn't get the right unders. And I think I think a lot of times it's it's I'm using too big a bait
0: well but, you know how big was your was your under fish this time
2: uh, our underfish this time was 32 inches he was probably about 14 15 pounds
0: that's a great under yeah
2: now a, what
1: that was was that a three fish limit or yes three, fish, three limit. fish limit yeah now the other thing is you guys weighed in you were the very first boat to weigh in but you guys came in what Two
2: hours before the tournament ever ended. Yeah, we uh, we quit fishing about twelve. I I, asked, I looked at my phone. It was uh two. It was twelve thirty six, and we made the call to come in. Uh, we had a good. I knew we had a decent bag. Uh, I actually thought I actually thought we had a little bit more weight than what we did, and uh, but it was getting rough, and I you know I didn't want to take a chance. It was beating them fish to death. And live well. My boat's flat, so, you know it ain't a fifteen degree haul. So, you know, yeah, I, so I, I didn't want didn't want to take a chance. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if something happened as rough as it was, it's gonna take because I can't run fast in that rough water. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, well, at least not without a kidney belt and uh, because it, it, <laughs> you know pain pills and everything else. Because <laughs> but uh, so we decided uh, we'd just take our chances. I knew from what I was hearing the bite. I knew was bite was tough all week. And uh, I said, you know what? Let's just call it. Just be safe. I don't want to lose a, a good fish because of, we stayed out here. It ain't gonna, you know. It just, I just felt that it was. We take a chance and, and and just go ahead and weigh in early. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw I saw it live on
1: Facebook. I was at work working, and I saw it live on Facebook. And you were the only boat that weighed in uh, on the live version, and then that was it. I never heard anything more about it until later that night when I got home.
0: Yeah, they couldn't get the live feed back up. I sat here and watched Justin and Seth weigh in, and I sat here, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. I'm (laughs) thinking, what the hell is going on? And uh, But I got to see the win and wait, wait in. So I was happy with that. But, you know, sometimes those Internet connections and phone connections just don't get it, especially when it's a weather situation. and People will tell you that don't matter, but I'm telling you, it does matter a lot of times. And uh, uh, if you haven't got it, you haven't got it. And, and I, I honestly think weigh-ins for, on catfish tournaments is one of the most exciting things because us guys that can't make those tournaments, man, we're glued to this thing, waiting to see who's doing what. Yeah. And uh, it's really neat when, when they do broadcast that. But I was thrilled to get to see you guys weigh in. And, and uh, you look pretty beat up when you got in. I know that water had been rough on you all day.
2: Oh, it's yeah. It it was uh, it was. uh, I had to take a couple extra pain pills that day. My back was tore up. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I know you. You have some bad back problems. Did you talk Seth into giving you massage ways out there or anything like that? Hell
2: no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I tried.
0: (laughs) Well, like (laughs) I say, I knew He wasn't going to
2: Florida. No, if that had been Chet Elliott, I'd have got me one. <laughs> uh, oh man! <laughs> you
0: guys have some had some great times, and like I say, I wasn't familiar with Seth, and and I, we're also happy that you guys done really well down there, and that's a great fishery. And I know, I know you guys love to go down there and fish, as most people do. Uh, you know, I it's kind of like Owensboro. I've never been there when there was what yeah. I call current. You know, it's yeah. always still, and guys yeah. say, "Oh, yeah, I found, I found current here and there." When I get there, it's not doing it. You know, but uh, yeah. you know, you fish down there enough, you got a pretty good idea where you're going to go, and it paid off this time.
2: Yeah, it, it paid off this time. Uh, you know, I've had two last two trips before this one. I've I've, uh, I've I've been on fish. We we put seven fish over seventy in the boat in the last two trips. Wow. And I wow. couldn't tell you how many between 30 and, and 60, 65 pounds.
1: Man, that's I, I outstanding. Now, you said, it'll spoil you. You. you said that you were running three drift socks to slow you down. How far off of the boat were you running the drift socks? To get uh, the control that you wanted, how far off were the drift socks?
2: I run them probably six, seven feet, I'd say. Okay? <laughs> That's about right. Off the side, yeah, off the side, yeah. I'll I'll usually, depending on how the wind is, uh, you know, if the wind's blowing like, if it ain't blowing straight up the lake or straight down the lake or straight where, you know, I'm trying to line us up to where we need to be at, I'll put more of the drift socks on one end of the boat and use the trolling motor to to keep the front where I have more control. Boat control, I think, is key i think it it, boat control matters more than anything out there because if you're not where the fish are it don't matter what bait you're using what presentation you're 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 trying to use it ain't gonna happen so i i i I think boat control is is critical
1: so you were you had probably half of your reels out your line was halfway out halfway down the reel was out in the water yeah, yeah, and I I like to drift like that too, but I always have problems uh, when there's a lot of wind. I mean, just because I'm getting old, it it just it hurts, especially yeah. when I turn when I turn sideways, man. It it just you know you're rocking back and forth, and the boat's being lifted and popping down, and and like you said, if you don't have a degree haul, it, it's even ten times worse.
2: Yeah, yeah, you it's it's. It's rough. I, I I like to drift side or drag sideways because I, I feel I get a better spread. And, and I only I think a lot of guys too, and this is my opinion, uh try to run too many rods. I run I drag four rods and that's about it. And yeah. Unless I run a planner.
1: Tell you're from Ohio. <laughs> we're if used to the, we're, we're used to the two rods per person. That's you know Yeah.
2: I mean I, I hear guys say all oh, you know, scatter them rods out. You need more bait in the water, better chances. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, I guess there's something to that, but if, if you put them where your, the fish are, two, four rods is plenty. Hell yeah. I mean, there's times, don't get me wrong, when, you know, there's the other, you know, if, if I, I rarely anchor, but when I do anchor, now I'll run a few more rods. Uh, But if it's, you know, if I'm dragging or I'm, I'm drifting, uh, depends on where I'm at, what the legal limit is, but, uh, I usually run four rods. I think I got, I I, I mean, I have confidence in it and and it it works and I I feel like I got better control, uh, less rods in the water. I don't know if it makes sense or not, but it, I mean, it, it works for me. So I just, I kind of, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I kind of go with it. Right.
1: Now, are you are you guys? Uh, what's your rig? Are you using a, a three
2: way, or are you using a Carolina, or what are you using? I'm using a uh, a three way with uh, I, I run a dropper loop about four to six inches, and then with my weight, uh, with about a four foot leader, a float, and then a three. I use a three inch foam float, and uh, I run stingers on everything. I I feel that uh i know they're pain to tie sometimes and they're you know they're they they can get aggravating but i feel that you will especially on when you're running big bait i mean there's times i'll run you know three hooks on my on mine you know i'll run uh one in in the tip in the back and then in the tail but i'm running you know i mean we was running 12 to 16 inch pieces of skipjack this weekend you're not cutting the tails off or anything. You're just yeah, I'm cutting the holes. tails off, but I'm cutting the uh, I, I, I'm cutting the tails off. But it's I mean, it depends on how big of the skipjack are we're using. This yeah. this weekend we was using uh, they wasn't you know the three pounders, but we had some pound and a half, two pound, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen inch skipjack, and a lot of them was uh, we just cut the tails off, running stingers in them, and uh, you know, I know down there. That big bite's always gonna come off that big bait. I'm not not all the time, but usually, right. And uh, you know, it's I I like to see them when I like to see them rods go down and it look like wicked tuna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: right. Justin, would you mind explaining to our viewers how you tie up your stinger rigs?
2: I I, I start out with a snail. I snail all my all my I snail everything uh, except for. I'll tie a polymer knot when I go to, or a clinch knot, or a trilina. I can't remember what the actual name of it is, but it's, I call it a clinch knot or a polymer knot. That's what I tie to the swivel. Everything else, I, I snail. So, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's easy. It's easy. I mean, it's, there's nothing complicated about it. It's just, you know, and there's different ways to snail them. Everybody's different. I've tried to teach Chet how to. Snell a hook for three years now and he still ain't got it down.
0: (laughs) He did leave another message on here and he said he caught all them skips at Cumberland City while you was watching and learning.
2: Well, we'll we'll let him have his moment of fame because I think everybody (laughs) that's with him knows better than (laughs) that. But he, I will give him credit. He's the best bait taker up to the truck guy you'll ever have. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Pack <laughs> him buckets of bait, Kenny.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's good at it. Yeah.
0: Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. All right. Some, <laughs> somehow, bad shoulder, bad back and all, I usually end up getting my share of that packing up that hill. Yeah. You know, it kind of is what it is, but uh when you're having a day that you're on them, somebody's got to get them up to them coolers. You know, it's just kind of the way it is.
2: Yeah. I always hey i always say whoever ain't catching the most they're packing the most <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that's a good way to do it ben weber says do you like fishing better down there uh when there's water running or when there's no current
2: honestly i if there's current yeah i, I love it that's that's the best when they're running pulling that lake it, it that seems to be it, you just can't go wrong now i'm not i mean if i plan a trip it's I'm not going to plant it just because they ain't running no water. I, I I mean, we put four over 70 in the boat on a trip when it was running 9,000 through the lake. You know, and that's, I mean, it wasn't, it was dead. But the bite was, it just, I changed my way of fishing when there ain't current. I don't, I fish different areas. Uh, I mean, down there, you can't be afraid to fish shallow water. At times, it's, shallow water can be, especially this time of year and in the spring can be deadly and a lot of guys I, I mean me and chet when we was down there last time we we caught 170 in over about three foot of water and it's uh you know and then we went to the other end of the lake and found fish and let's catch them at 55 foot so how, how deep yeah, were your fish I think, last weekend uh we fished anywhere from 30 to 55 foot probably 53 52 foot uh most of them uh most of them come off little little small areas i mean they was i mean you there was other fish scattered out off uh off the ledge out, out a little farther off the ledge but most of most of the big fish was tight to the ledges we we probably caught total between 20 and 25 fish that day uh we had uh six over which the two, two are two big fish. and Then we had four others that was between, you know, over thirty-four inches that we called. And uh, I mean, when they, when you're on them, they come quick. Yeah,
0: that, that's so what's fun. Was was you trying to target the scattered fish, or was you looking for groups of fish?
2: Well, a lot of times, th- you know, I look for a lot of times. In my opinion, when them fish are real balled up. And they're real, they're not active a lot of times. Uh, you can, I run my chart speed pretty high. So when I go over fish, you know, especially if I'm drifting, you can, usually if them fish are coming up and they're, they're in that line, there's usually a way to get them to hit. Not all the time, but usually you can change up or change up your, your fishing, ways of fishing and usually get them fish to hit. Not all the time, but a lot of times. It's all about like down there. It's all about finding an active fish. You'll find fish all over the lake. It's finding active fish, and I don't. Uh, out of my experiences down there, when you get big balled up groups of fish, they usually ain't active. You can go over them a million times, and they just they they just they won't hit. They just act like they don't want to hit.
0: They're interested. Of-
2: uh, yeah. Usually, and, and usually when them fish are shallow, if you can find fish in shallow water them fish are they're up there doing one thing and they're they're eating and they're they are extremely aggressive when they hit i mean you won't see a harder hit than you will in shallow water it's it's unbelievable it's, it's a blast i love it Yeah. but there's certain times you know there's there's a lot better times to fish shallow water than you know sometimes it, they're just they're not there you know what i mean uh i fished some flats up there up near the power plant where it's absolutely you can't keep two rods in the water then go there the next day and it's they're gone you know them fish the fish move and i think a lot of guys they i think they spend way too much time looking for that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that that special honey hole that you know they they see everybody in or they 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 hear about and they think well i'm just going to find that spot and i'm going to wear them out and a lot of times that's not the case. A lot, a lot of times it's, you know, there's been times where I fish tournaments are just fun fished and, you know, we'll hit 20 spots and out of 20 spots, you might you might catch fish and you know, three or four of them, or you might catch one or two in each spot all day long. It's just, you know, I don't, now there's areas that, you know, fish I think uh, use more often, but I, don't, I think that a lot of, too, too many people I think, A lot of the new guys i think are chasing that pot of gold when they i think they just need to get out there and explore a little more spend more time on the water and i think what helps me and or anybody else too is uh fishing for other species uh a lot of these techniques nowadays are not they're not new they have just they've been used in every wildlife fishing i mean even bass fishing uh because i fish a lot of bass terms too and uh I think it makes multi, when you're you fish for multi multi species fish. I think it makes you a better fisherman. Uh, you know, like for bump bumping walking baits. Uh, I think when you're you know to, to feel to get to feel that bite. I think I mean finesse fishing, bass fishing. It reminds me a lot of finesse fishing, and uh, you know it's and I think at you know a lot. Of, I think if, if more guys fish for more things because a lot of catfish guys they say well you know, they, they, they don't look, they don't look down on bass fishermen or crappie fishermen. They, they, they just want to target catfish. And I, I think that that hinders them in a lot of ways. It's good information. I think the yeah, more you is. fish, the more, more other species you fish for, It's going, I, 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 I swear, I believe, I'm a believer in it. I think it makes you a better fisherman.
0: Well, I would agree that, uh, uh, people take, uh, are starting to learn that these walleye guys and especially the guys up on the Great Lakes, uh, ha, are, are a few years ahead of us on some of their technology. And now that we're discovering it, uh, and, and maybe they call it stealing it from the way they do. Uh, but regardless it's making uh tournament fishing a lot more successful and just the average everyday angler, as far as that goes.
2: Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I, uh, I think that, uh, I think the more you can finesse fish, I, I guess you would call it finesse fishing, uh, the better off you're gonna be. I, I mean, agree. because uh, you know I, you know, a lot of times a lot of times in fish, you know, you'll be drift, say you're drifting in Ohio River. You might drift. I mean, I know guys that say, man, I drift and all of a sudden I came up on this little hump or I come up on this little brush pile and I have two, three rods go down you know, they're there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And that's I think right. if, if you target more of them areas and smaller targets instead of just dropping your lines and covering water, uh I think you're it's gonna pay off in the long run. I also think that uh you know guys just need to I think that you know there's a lot of head games in in tournament fishing. I think a lot of guys you know that's that's part of tournament fishing. It isn't bass fishing, it isn't cat fishing. You know, when when you get guys and you you know you hear all week long how guys are either struggling or they're whacking them and uh then you get out there and you're not you know you got a game plan but you don't catch fish for the first two three hours and you think man i gotta change up that right there is a killer a lot of times yeah. you know stick with what you know stick with what you you know when i go to a tournament i don't treat it no different than it i'm fun fishing because when i'm fun fishing i think i'm i'm more competitive with myself fun fishing because I want to catch fish regardless whether I'm in a tournament or not. I want to catch fish. So I don't, I really don't do nothing different. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of guys, you know, they let a guy, a lot of guys get in their heads. I think just go out there and do what you do and what you're comfortable with and, uh, and stick with it. You know, second guessing yourself, that's part of fishing. Yeah. That's great advice. advice.
0: That's probably as good advice as we've had in a long time.
1: Yeah yeah it's a good advice.
0: it really is Ben Weber would like to know if when you was dragging if you was dragging with the wind or against
2: the wind uh in the morning we drug against the wind uh when the wind picked up uh it, it, where we was at it I would get out about one hundred yards and it would change yeah it would it, where we was at it was it was getting blocked some of it was getting blocked uh by the you know by the across from the lake so the wind we'd get out about 100 yards off our off one spot and uh the wind would change so it would it was blowing do i mean directly west and then all of a sudden it would go northwest or uh yeah west, west southwest so it would actually change and as they went on it it, it got to where we couldn't drag with the wind uh we had or we had we couldn't drag against the wind we had to drag with the wind and that's where when you're dragging like that and you're using the wind that's that's where you you know take the time to get set up on it right on what you're wanting to fish the first time because it's gonna that, that's what's gonna make you pay off if you if you just want to hurry up and get your rods in the water I, you know you're you're not going to be where you need to be at and you know you're you're basically you know you're, you're you're playing luck it's all it's luck in, you know so i take a I, I mean boat control i think is is more it's probably it's it's most one of the most important things uh in my opinion that the new guys need to work on so if, what yeah go ahead
0: if if somebody wants to get out and learn how to drag bait this pick a day and, and not worry about catching the fish as much as you worry about controlling the boat. Once you get the boat control figured out, the fish will come to you. You'll learn, you'll learn how to catch a fish when you learn how to control the boat.
2: Yep. Yep. Cause I mean, if you're, if you're, you're on a tight ledge and, or if you're on, you know, you're, you're fishing a, a hump, you want to be able to fish, you know, boat control is key. Cause if you're off, I mean, a lot of times they're tight and in and, and them humps, they don't have to be very big i mean a lot of times them humps are only a foot two foot uh difference and uh i i myself uh i like to fish isolated humps off big flats with nothing else around yeah i'm not saying they're going to carry a bunch of they're not going to hold a ton of fish usually but they're going to hold the right fish in my opinion it, that's what's worked for me on, and that's on a lot what, of big fish
0: that's what you're looking for is the right fish
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: basically, Wheeler. Wheeler's not that hard to catch fish on, but catching the right fish at the right day is—that's everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wheeler yeah. can be it. Can, it can be tough to. Uh, I mean, it can be a it can be a tough lake uh, on guys, but I mean, ever since we started going down, it's. I mean, it's been. I can't. I can't complain. It's been good to us. I mean, I've I've had some. I've struggled on days, which. Every fisherman's going to you when you hear them fishermen that never have a bad day. Yeah, they're a liar. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're just feeding you a line, ain't they?
2: Yeah, they're playing hey, one of them hit games again. That's
0: getting ready to say. That's one of the games that people play, and and uh, you know they'll. I I know guys that it doesn't matter how well they're doing. Oh man, we can't find a fish, and the other guys will be be not catching nothings man we've been laying them out and this is the pattern we're going to hoping you'll go try that shit and it don't work
2: <laughs> oh yeah 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 but, yeah you know, I mean, it's every, it's every, every tournament guy plays it they can you yeah, know yeah, nice. i mean I, I i do. chet knows i do it all the time you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah i have i have a message here again from him said you never have bad days right before tournaments
2: exactly <laughs> exactly. Hey, at least that's hey, that's what I'm sticking to. That's right.
1: <laughs> hey, are you guys running mono or braid?
2: I run braid. Uh, I do run a mono leader, uh, and I don't run a long leader. I run maybe 14, 16 inches max. I don't like to run a long leader. Uh, I don't think there's any need for it, unless I'm now if I'm dragging, I'm going to run one. But like on a on a Carolina rig uh, or a you know uh, uh anchor i don't i don't run a long leader i never have uh and it's i mean I, it's preference i think but. yeah it just it
1: makes it hard to control when you got the long leader yeah yeah so when there's no current no wind and yeah it's fine to do that but, yeah. But yeah yeah okay yeah
0: how big yeah. of uh, how big of a uh, foam weight was you running on your leaders justin
2: uh, uh down there. I run a three inch because I'm usually running bigger bait Sometimes I'll run a three and a half and just the bigger the bait the bigger the float in my opinion uh, mm-hmm. The up on Ohio river. You, I mean I run now I, I do run a little bit less weight on Ohio River uh, At times, uh, but I I'll go to a two and a half because I'm not you know up there I'm not using as big as bait but i used to used to use them but the, the fish ain't in Ohio River like they are used to be
0: right that yeah if sure. if now if uh if you're using a three inch foam uh Komel or whatever kind of uh of, of uh float that you're using how high do you anticipate that bringing that bait off of the bottom
2: I, I think it depends on your speed i think there's uh, some uh quite a few variables on i think it leader length will make it uh, uh you know it, leader length will play a factor in how how far it's going to come up i think it, this is my theory I, I don't know if it's right or not but and i think uh leader length and uh i think how fat your speed faster your speed you know uh and uh, the bigger the bait uh i don't think i, I think at times it's it, i don't i think it's, it, it's keeping it up some i think uh Uh, I'm not, not, I don't think it's bringing it real far up. You know, I think at times it's, you know, especially running them double hook rigs, you know, when you're running a lot of stingers, uh, a lot of times that stinger, especially if you run offset, which I run offset on everything, I'll lose hooks. Uh, I'll lose the tackle because I believe offset. uh, I feel an offset is a, you get a better hook set, but you will, you will snag more if you're trying to fish wood and, uh, and a lot of rock you'll you will snag more so but uh so i don't think i don't really i mean just there's a lot of factors that see i think to actually see how far it actually you know brings it up off the bottom
0: yeah i uh, i agree with the offset hooks uh if i buy hooks and i don't think they're offset enough or if they're not Uh, that's the first thing I do to them after I check the point on them is, is put them out there where I think they should be. And whether that's right or not, I don't know, but it makes me feel good about it.
2: Yeah, I I believe, uh, I, I like an offset hook. Uh, I mean, if I'm fishing real, real heavy, uh, if it's, if I'm fishing a lot of wood, uh, then, you know, there's times, you know, there's a few occasions I, 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 you know, I won't run offset, but 99% of the time I'm running offset hook.
0: Yep. Me too. Me too. I I like them. And like I say, if I get them and they're offset from the beginning and they don't look like they're far enough, they get a little bit more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, uh, you know, I, I hope Wheeler stays in the, in the, you know i i hope they get the net controlled, the gill nets down there controlled a little bit but uh you start to see more and them more of them down there but man that fishery is it's exploded it's i mean yeah. the big fish are it's i mean it, when it's harder to catch it under than it is an over it's you got a good fishery
0: that's right yeah. and, and they've been like that for several years and and uh, hopefully they'll get a handle back on some of the regulations that they've let slip away. I, that's that's part of what we do, and we don't have to like it, yeah. but it is so good down there right now. Uh, they need to really be careful and not let that get away from them because if they do, it'll be like all the other places that uh, is not as good. And right now that's probably – if it's not the pre- premier uh, destination for a lot of guys, it's one of the top two or
2: three. Oh, yeah, I agree, and I have heard from a lot of the locals down there uh, that run businesses, or you know, even even the guy at the hotel. I, you know, I like to talk, so, and I'm constantly preaching conservation. So everyone that I, every store I've walked in, they've heard it, and uh, you know, everyone you talk to down there, they they're seeing what these tournaments, the minnow bucket, for example. We was in there right when we was leaving. He yeah. said that tournament helped him get through last month. You yeah. know what I mean? The winter well, he did
0: Yeah, he probably said, did. you
2: know, it's slow down there during the winter, and these tournaments, he said, they play a big factor. There's, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons that, you know, to – to, to they, there, there's a lot of benefits to the conservation down there, and, you know, there is everywhere. Even Ohio River. the Ohio River has been destroyed, but it's, you know – and I, I believe it's getting out there more and more now, to where uh, more guys are seeing it. Uh, and I, I'm I'm hoping that you know whether we see it or not in our time, that one day because at the one time the Ohio River was on its way, yeah, to be one of the be in the top five. You know, I quit fishing Santee Cooper that I and I fished for years down there because I was catching better fish at home, and uh, you know santee went it's got a bad problem with commercial fishing down there and yeah. i'm hoping north carolina you know picks up on some regulations because they got a great fishery and yes, uh, they do. you know yeah. uh, one of the things know, that, I, that i
0: i think it will be a great asset and i agree with you we're probably not going to see it in our lifetime but uh Cecil boy that was there uh you know, We we need to make sure that these young kids understand why we do what we do and so they can carry that on when they get to be our age. And maybe they'll see the difference down the road that we might not get to see.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah, I remember on the Ohio in the 90s, it wasn't nothing to catch 30 fish. You know, when you're out there and over half of those fish would be 30 or 40 pounds. And now exactly. we don't we don't see that now. You're lucky if you <laughs> yeah. get one.
2: Yeah, you're exactly you're right. A, a good fish in our pool like the Markland pool or the you know Doll, or a good fish nowadays is 25 35 pounds. And yeah. uh and they're not I mean them's not everyday fish anymore. Used to they was everyday fish. Yeah. And uh I remember, you know, back in the 90s in the Markland pool in the you didn't hardly see many blues. No, you know when when no. Dale Broughton uh, was running tournaments down there in Cincinnati, yep. you never seen. It was all flathead.
1: All flatheads, and we all knew how to fish for them
2: flatheads. Yep, and you know the the blue cats they, they kind of They started. They they when they when they took over, it didn't take long for that fishery to get good. And that fishery can get good, I believe, a quick again. Uh, you know, and now with we get an Asian carp up there, and um, you know, it's there's a lot of factors that you know. That, There's a lot of reasons why we need to leave them fish in the rivers and 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 i know a lot of guys think that justin browning is dead against commercial fishing that is not the case i mean i believe the rivers can sustain some commercial fishing uh but it can't sustain what it's it's being put to now you know what i mean i would i would agree with that and
0: uh, it, it, it's something something has to be done whether we get it done in our lifetime or not but one thing that i tell everybody is if we keep educating uh we'll get through to some of them. we might not get through to all of them but we'll get through to some of them
2: yeah. right yeah are you and, going to the ohio catfish summit um yeah i plan on plan on making it down up here i i, I go up there every year just a lot of times just a well, I didn't make it last year because I went down. To the, it was the same day as the catfish yeah, conference. Same, right? Yeah. And,
1: and uh, uh, you and I were there the year before when yeah. it was in down
2: in Middletown. Yeah, and uh, I think let's see. I, I, I think I've been to all of them except that one, the one they had last year.
1: Right. Me too.
2: And uh, you know, I, a lot of them guys that it, you know that was that was in the the one I think they had in Columbus. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of them guys from where I grew up at a pay lake, you know, so I know a lot of them guys and it was, you know, it's, it, it was funny when they, when they asked, when they wanted to ask everybody where everybody, you know, stand up and give your name and ask where you fished at, them guys all up said private ponds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I laughed, I, I loved it, but, you know, <laughs> you're embarrassed to where you're fishing at, you probably shouldn't be fishing there. Yeah, Should've That's been. probably right.
0: That's probably right. That's that's so true, it's scary. Yeah.
2: yeah. If, you, if, you're, if you're embarrassed to say where you're fishing, that's probably... Uh, you probably should stop fishing there. Yeah, I'm thinking you're right about uh, that.
0: That's a very good point. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys know or can tell me who Danessa is.
2: Oh, that's my girlfriend.
0: Okay, well, she left a message on here that says, Chet's are really... Great net guy.
2: That's true. But he had so a So she
0: evidently knows from first hand experience.
2: Yeah, she, she does. And uh, <laughs> you know, she's had to train him a little bit, but he's come a long <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> well, listen, guys, I am so happy that you guys done well in that tournament and, and uh you know it it's been a great time having you on here with us. A lot I know of good that, information, that, yeah. Uh, you shared a lot of great information and, and stuff that's gonna help people uh for some time. You know, they'll be they'll be going back and, and seeing what you said about drifting and, and using the drift socks and making sure you have stinger rigs and all this stuff on there. These guys will be watching this for a long time to come. And and that's what uh that's what makes the sport so great is people sharing some of that information with others so they can pick on and they'd be successful too. We have to deal with them down the road at some time in tournaments, but it helps them get a hand on it. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that's been in it a while will pick up on some stuff here too.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know, here's the thing. I'll help anybody I can. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm no, by no, by far, not the, not the best out there and I never claimed to be, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of times that uh, if I had to tell a new guy coming in one thing, I, to, I would say to go out and, you know, there's enough videos on the internet now. Steve puts good videos out. There's a lot of guys that put videos out, and to learn, you know, to watch them, watch them, learn from. But, you know, don't pay, You know, don't go out there and expect them to do exactly what they're doing. Take bits and pieces from all the videos you see. Go out, try them on your own, and learn from your mistakes. Don't learn yeah. from their mistakes. Yeah, their your mistakes,
1: own, own style.
2: You yeah. know, because you know, you might catch on to something that works for you that don't work for them. You know, yeah, I you agree. Learn the basics and me. do your own thing. That's yeah. going to help yep. you more than anything out there.
0: Good advice. My my theory is, and I think you'll agree with me, that nothing replaces time on the water. Exactly. That, you're you're right. Yep. Yeah. That, that replaces that, and the, you're right. I watch a lot of videos, especially at night. I'll turn my monitor around while I'm working, and I'll listen to them. And if they say something, I got to see. You know, I'll have to stop and turn around and, and see what's going on. And and uh, th- there's a lot of good information now uh, compared to what there was a few years ago. Uh, but you have to figure out what works for you. Just because it works for Justin doesn't mean it's going to work for me or Doc or vice versa. Uh, exactly. But if you can evaluate what works for you, and you can figure out how to control that boat, if you know you're not going to drift, if you're going to anchor fish, learn how to precision anchor on a the spot. There's just so many things that you can do, but you have to figure out what works for yourself. That's some great advice, Justin.
2: Yeah. And another another thing, I think a lot of guys, you know, learning what them fish are doing at each time of the year <laughs> is critical. You can yeah. you can cut out so much water by Learning what the fish are doing at each time of the year, yeah, you know, it's because right. I mean, they, most of the fish, they all do the same thing, just about. And uh, once you, you know, yeah, it's just getting out there fishing, and once you learn it, you can cut out so much dead water, it's crazy. And you know, with Chet being on here, here's a good example.
0: <laughs> I told Chet one time,
2: we went down there and we smoked them in the Elk River one day. And I, yeah, I'm going to tell on him. And uh, I, I told him, I said, you know, he, so he's got a favorite spot up here in the Elk River. But he lives and dies on that spot. So he come down and he said, I'm coming down there and fishing. I said, okay. He's like, I said, I, he goes, where should I start? I said, well, I probably would not start in your favorite spot. They're not pulling no water. It's hot. It's, it's, that's not the right time of year. What would he do? Went up there and lived and died two days in the Elk River, never caught a fish. Well, you think he would learn from that experience alone, <laughs> but he didn't. You know, his head's <laughs> as hard as a brick. So he goes down there again after a very unsuccessful trip of living and dying in the Elk River again. And I'm telling you, that Elk River can be good. I'm not saying that. But he went right back down there and brought a couple buddies that he wanted to get on fish and they probably thought, oh my god, what have I done on that? You know, they probably never wanted to fish again in their life. And <laughs> next thing you know, they all left sunburnt and went and ate bad Chinese buffet and then went home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just because you caught a fish or seen a guy catch a fish in one spot, don't live and die in one that's spot. A,
0: that's right. That's some, that's, some, that's some more good advice. Now, uh, he says that he did put you on uh, fish the day before winter blues.
2: And the cooler, I mean, he got bait out of the cooler. If that's what he's talking about, oh, oh okay. <laughs> he didn't yeah, say. That's that. the only fish I think he uh, put, uh, had anything to do with. Besides, well, he did catch some good fish. I, he <laughs> did catch a he caught his personal best that trip, and it was the day before the the, the winter time. Yeah. Uh, chet has got a uh, kentucky wildcats problem is what his he he wears that bad mojo and i have to strip search him before i let him get in the truck anymore
1: <laughs>
2: and uh yeah well the, 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 top, the last year i it was it was so bad and i told him i don't wear the no kentucky gear can get my truck because i i just feel that it's it's not good so bad luck. Are,
0: are you like that with the kentucky stuff like a lot of guys are about bananas or is it just with Chet?
2: I'd rather have a whole banana tree in my boat than a Kentucky, anything Kentucky. No Kentucky. <laughs> now, it can be Louisville. I don't care about Louisville or any other. It could be eastern Kentucky. I don't care as long as it's not the uh, U.K. And Chet is real bad. Uh, he slipped a pair of tennis shoes, a U.K. tennis shoes in, and it ruined the whole trip. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we caught some fish, but <laughs> it, it was just terrible. Oh, man. So if he ever goes fishing, he's uh, we'll just strip searching because he will he – will, it's it's terrible.
0: I have this uh, vision in my mind about not doing that,
2: so, not well, stripping
0: him at all. I mean, I've heard – I've seen some of the things you guys say about each other,
2: and I don't want no part of that action. Yeah, it's not a very pleasant experience, but it's, it's something – it has to be done at times.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Mike. Mike Cook posted on uh, YouTube. He said, "Great show. Sharing information is great for the sport." And then a uh, Ross McClure wants to know, "What drift sock do you guys use?"
2: Um, I got. Actually, I think I got two bat. Just regular Bass Pro fifty-four inches, uh, and I got. Um, I can't remember the other one. Uh, I had some others, but I had an experience down at Wheeler. Uh, the two trips before this one where uh, yeah, it, I about sunk my boat. Uh, I had a 66-inch drift sock that slipped out my hands when I went to put it on the cleat. And uh, the boat spun around it, and the other drift sock, I was drifting from the back, it got hung around the motor, and I thought, well, I'll just raise the motor up, get it off. Well, it wasn't hung on the motor. It was hung on the plug and the motor. So when I raised the motor up, trimmed it up, it pulled the plug out. Oh. And on a Sea Arc, you can't get a plug Mm-mm. back in from the inside, No. not tighten it up. So it was, uh, we didn't sink, but, you know, everybody says, oh, we'll just, you know, get it up on plane and, and it'll suck that water out. Well, I'm here to tell you, don't rely on that information because <laughs> I had so much water in the boat. You ain't gonna suck much out going seven mile an hour. Yeah, it, it was it was awful,
0: awesome. uh, oh, man. Well, Whoa. you know, I I've had a deal like that one time years and years ago where a boat had two plugs in it, and I just bought the boat, and my brother went with me, and we went down and put it in, and it was uh, about March or April. It was cold, you know, and and uh he said, "You put the plug in a boat," and I said, "Yeah." So I left him with the boat. It fired right up, you know. And left him sitting at the at the uh, bank on the Mississippi River, and I pulled up, parked the truck, and I got back down, started down the, the ramp. And he said, "I thought you said you put the plug in a boat." I said, "I did put the plug in the boat." And he said, "Well, what's this?" And he's holding up a plug. I said, "I thought that was a spare." He said, "Get your ass down here! This thing's filling up." So we got <laughs> down there and backed it up and started going. And he said, "You got to get up to speed so it to suck that water out." Well, it was so had so much water that it took a little while to get it to get it to where it was pulling the water out, but eventually we did get it up to where it was pulling the water out, and pretty soon, next thing you know, it was gone, and you had to look around, but we found where the other plug went. There was a second plug in that boat, and that was an old glass drawn, and uh, I had no idea they put two plugs in boats. You know, I've never seen that before, but, uh, you know, he was getting pretty excited by the time I got back down that ramp
2: yeah yeah it's uh, i carry extra plugs and i try to yeah. get prepared because you never know what's going to happen on that water
0: Never. that's exactly right and that's the last place you want to have problems is on the
2: water yeah, yeah. I, i'm kind of i'm anal about you know having i carry probably too much stuff but you <laughs> never right. ever know yeah I, I
1: i carry double of everything it seems yeah. like I, and yeah. i understand that completely a lot
0: of guys may not understand it but i do and if you ever have problems one time and you don't have something you'll never
2: forget it yeah. you know, that's like that's like going on you know like when we go to wheeler i take grease gun i take extra grease because you know you never know when you're going to be on the side of the road pumping grease in a bearing or changing a hub or because anybody's fish long enough knows it happens
0: that's right that's exactly right yep. Jack Scott says he he, he sunk a duck boat a few years ago because it had two plugs in it. Well, that's the second person now that I know of that's had two plugs in a boat that didn't know there was two plugs in a boat.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll never forget that. I'm sure my brother won't either because he was pretty upset with me. (laughs) He He knew I didn't put that plug in a boat, and I said, dude, I put it in there. Yeah, but it is what it is. Well guys, we're running on about an hour and a half on this show I can't tell you how good a show this has been we have had a blast with you all on here It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. You you've helped a lot of people with some great information and and again Congratulations on your win down there at Wheeler a uh, 70-some boats It was 76 77 boats and and, and not the pre fish to come in there with a first place win And in that kind of conditions is outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. uh, Justin, uh, Seth, I've never seen you at a tournament. I hope we get together sometime this year and and get to visit with you. And, Justin, I'm hoping to see you at a few this year. And uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But don't put a licking on me like you did down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to give me a (laughs) shot.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hope I stay on them. I've been—I mean, I've been blessed this year. It's—we've uh, had a good year so far.
0: Well, that's outstanding, and that's a great place to fish. And I, it sounds to me like you pretty much got her figured out.
2: I love it down there. Yeah. Heck yeah. Good deal. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Well, All appreciate right. it, and uh, stay in touch, guys. All right. All right. Thank All you. Right. Thank Thanks you. again. Yep. All right. Man, that's a heck of a trip they had, Doc.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: that's a heck of a trick they put a lot of great fish in the boat won a tournament without any pre-fishing i mean it don't get much better than that 30 no, that, mile an hour yeah that's, yeah that's relied that's on good. places that he'd been the last two trips down there and to do that well it was it was really cool yeah
1: really, really cool.
0: good I, you know and, and uh he he shared some some good quality information and we appreciate yeah. that and i know all the all the viewers will like it, and, and they're happy to see that, and, and people will be watching that and, and thinking about what he said for a long time to come.
1: Yep, very good.
0: Uh, if you got any closing statement and Doc's tip of the night for us? The only
1: thing, uh, no closing statement. Well, yeah, I do have a closing statement. I almost forgot. Um, Southwest Ohio Catfish Club, March 18th, Rocky Fork Lake in Hillsborough, Ohio. Uh, that's a first, That's the start of, the, of uh, Vince's uh, uh, tournament series, and uh, don't forget about Bank and Janet's benefit that's behind me. Uh, that's coming up quick. Uh, I got the information today that the permits have been approved. I'm just waiting on them, so uh, all we're waiting on is nice weather and hopefully uh, good conditions on the river. We're going to have a blast that day. That's so,
2: outstanding.
0: You and I talked and, earlier before the show and yeah. you you've been on the phone with with Bink and, and yep. other than being a little tired, he's doing really well.
1: Yeah, he's doing real good. Doing real good. Yep. So I talked
0: to talked to him the other day and, and and man, everybody's so happy that he's going through this fine and he got his surgery coming up. And he'll breeze through that. Yeah. We'll be seeing him at tournaments before you know Yeah,
1: he's he's wanting to come down to the catfish conference. So hopefully he'll be well enough to come down to that. So and uh happy to see him uh on my uh tip for the night you know uh i run i run a lot of reels i run a lot of different reels most of the stuff i have is abu garcia's one of the things i am super anal about is i like to have these things clean i don't like to have slime i don't like to have scales stuck on them especially on my spinning rigs when you know you're fishing for skipjack and they're just covered one of the best things you can use is a toothbrush that'll get in here that'll clean all that stuff off it'll get all them scales off of it and all it takes is one scale it gets down in here in this gear here where the pawl runs and it'll just tear it up so that's my tip for the night use a just an ordinary toothbrush and you can get them scales, and you can keep those re- reels clean. And this is about a 25-year-old reel right here, and it still looks brand new.
0: Yep, that's outstanding. That's a great tip, Doc. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I I don't have a lot of stuff uh, to talk about for closing statements. I would like to, to uh, tell Chuck that we missed him. I, I know he had to go back to work, but yeah. – uh, I, I want to thank uh, Captain Ben Goble for being on a show with us and Justin that's and great. Steph. We had a really great show with those guys tonight. Uh, you know, when we get guys that's that knowledgeable sharing information and telling stuff about guide service and telling. Uh, not only inexperienced fishermen, but but sharing information with the experienced guys and stuff. I picked up a few things from Justin that I uh, I oh, didn't yeah. know, and uh, especially about boat control and how important it is. And I can't thank those guys enough for spending their time with us. It was it was outstanding, and I appreciate it very much. Let me see if I can find my schedule for what's coming up here. I can't find it. Imagine that.
1: All right, Catfish Conference, it's coming up here uh, oh,
0: we're
1: a month day. away.
0: A month away from the Catfish yeah. Conference 2017. Yeah. We, uh, we will be having Steve on one more time before this conference gets here. Um, uh, be thinking about uh, if you're interested in fishing at the uh, Quincy uh, Veterans uh, thing at, that we fish every year, Fishing for Freedom's coming up in June. I believe it's the first weekend of June. Uh, that's a big event. It's a ton of fun. If you'd like to do something more rewarding than you've ever done in your life, uh, sign up for the Fishing for Freedom Tournament, Quincy. There's also uh, one that they've been doing in Springfield, Illinois, and I'll get you all the information on that. Both them guys are going to be on the show with us uh, really soon. Randall's going to be on here in a week or two, I think next week, actually, to be talking about Fishing for Freedom, And, and I promise you if you get involved with these type of tournaments and take these these soldiers out with you in a boat for a day of fishing It's the most rewarding thing you can ever do. It's just so much fun, and they appreciate it. And, and folks, those guys have done, and ladies, too, have done more for us than we can ever thank them enough for. So uh, take that into consideration when you're making your determine schedules. Uh, for Doc Lang, Lyle Stokes, we're missing Chuck Davison. We'll see you next week right here on Catfish
2: Weekly.